0: Board games are one of those things that I always enjoy playing, but hasn't been my first choice of ways to spend my time very often. Uh, I'll go play a sport or watch a movie, read a book, or explore a new neighborhood before I play a board game. Uh, Part of the reason for that is my limited access to board games and people to play them with. Which brings me to my guest for this week. Todd Adashkin came by the studios to talk about Top Shelf Games, the board game design company he founded. They regularly host board game nights throughout Taipei, and he's currently finishing up designing his first board game. Todd is making it easier for people like me, and perhaps you too, to have access to both board games and a group of people to play them with. So without further ado, Todd Mm Idashkin, how are you doing
1: today? I'm doing very well today. Thank you very much. Perfect.
0: Tell me a little bit about yourself. What brought you to Taipei?
1: Honestly, what brought me to Taipei was partially a change in career. I used to be an accountant, and it didn't really suit my interests as much anymore, so I decided to do a career change. And I actually wanted to become a teacher, part of the education industry, to help people learn and promote growth. And so I came here with the original purpose of being a teacher and studying Chinese because I wanted to live abroad in a country where English was not the native language, where I could immerse myself in another culture, basically.
0: All right. When was this? When did you move here?
1: I moved here almost six years ago, actually. It'll be six years on January 6th.
0: And uh, what have you gotten up to since you came over?
1: When I first came over, you know, I did the teaching thing and I, I was doing language exchanges and studying Chinese. And I started getting really into board games, and I just became a board game fanatic, loved playing board games all the time. And eventually, I just decided to take it a step further, and I started to think, you know, what would it be like if I started designing my own games?
0: Interesting. So, uh, let's back up a little bit. Mm. Is there a thriving board game community here that that made you become more obsessed or more uh, into board games?
1: It's definitely thriving, but not as large as I would like. I would like you know, everyone to have at least experienced board games at least once or twice because I think they have a lot of educational value. They have a lot of social value. And I think that people definitely underestimate the value of board games. And I'd like everyone to at least give them a try.
0: Okay. Yeah. How did you get into board games here?
1: Well, basically, well, when I was a kid, when I moved from Ukraine to the U.S., I had I couldn't speak English, so I had trouble communicating with my peers. So the board game that I used back then was chess because in Eastern Europe, chess was a big thing. And so that's the way I made my first friends. So when I first came here, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm having trouble meeting people. You know, in, a, in, in the States, especially in California, if you want to say hi to someone, you just go up to them on the stream, and be like, hey, man, what's up? And here you do that and you're pretty crazy. Yeah, they look at you kind of weird, maybe. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I decided to do what I did when I was a kid and just find a community of gamers and just settle in with them, practice Chinese with them, consistently meet up Mm -hmm. with them and just create a bond over gaming.
0: So you designing games, you created a company called Top Shelf Games. Tell me about how that came to be.
1: Well, basically, after a few years of playing games, I decided that I wanted to create something myself to give to people so they can play and enjoy and it's it's kind of along the lines of the educational thing where i wanted to teach people something and not really preach but just just show people something new and board games do this really well they they push topics that people don't really know so much about and you learn things as you play and so our first game uh is actually wildlife preserve it's about african wildlife So I I decided, you know, I I want to create my own game, and it would be easier to market, sell, and promote if I had a company behind it. So that was the original intent behind Top Shelf Games.
0: Okay, so walk me through the process of starting that company. What were the first steps? How did you get it off the ground?
1: Well, the first steps were I had to figure out how to incorporate in Taiwan. I had to figure out all the Chinese necessary to, to communicate with the government agencies, and I need you either need a lawyer or you need an accountant to help you register. And obviously, there's there's a fee, um, and they help you take care of that. But basically, it's not as difficult as people think. You can really just, if you have a good lawyer or a good accountant, you just have them register you, and it just takes time.
0: Cool. And when did you start Top Shelf Games
1: company? I started Top Shelf Games about a year ago. It'll about be, a year ago. It'll be a year this month, at the end of this month.
0: Okay. And how's business?
1: Business is doing pretty well. We are right now still finishing up our game. So our game is not quite finished yet. But our events are doing pretty well. In the beginning, you know, it was off to a slow start and it was a tough beginning. But now all of our events just cap out almost within weeks.
0: So tell me about the events.
1: Okay. Well, we do a bunch of different kinds of events. We do free events for language exchange where people just come in and play and talk. And... Those events usually just have like a minimum charge of, you know, whatever the bar or the cafe, you know, one, one cup of tea. We also do events like Christmas dinner, Thanksgiving. We just finished our Thanksgiving dinner and we capped out at 52 people. So that was super successful. Our Christmas dinner, we posted the event last night and we're already, we're capping at 30 and we're at 17 already. So things are going pretty well with the events.
0: So there seems to be a lot of enthusiasm for board games and the events that Top Shelf holds. Uh, What's been the most popular board game that you guys have played so
1: far? I I would have to say that in Taiwan, the most popular board game is definitely Avalon. And a lot of my foreign friends tend to like it too. The only catch is you have to play in a specific language. So it's perfect to get you to practice the target language that you're trying to learn. So if we're playing in Chinese, you have to speak Chinese. Otherwise, you're not going to win the game.
0: So... In Taiwan, the most popular game is in and of itself a tool to help learn another language. Would you say that that's very indicative of how Taiwanese people approach board games?
1: I would say not necessarily. I would say it's just a positive benefit. It helps Taiwanese people because... They tend to be a little bit more timid and not whenever they see a foreigner, they tend to get a little scared and they they start overthinking things. They start thinking, oh, my God, my English is not so good. Oh, my God, what if he tries to talk to me? What do I do? What do I say? I can't hold a conversation with them. But when you have a board game in front of you, it doesn't necessarily push you to practice your language. You don't have to, but it helps you relax. It helps you have something to say if you're not mm-hmm. sure what to say, and it helps you say certain things repetitively to get you to ingrain those things into your brain.
0: What's the breakdown of the community that goes to your events, like in terms of percentages, foreigner versus local?
1: Uh, Our original intent was to keep it half-half, and originally it was mostly foreign, mostly foreigners. But now that many more Taiwanese people are starting to come, it's slowly, you know, leaning toward the Taiwanese. Slowly evening out. It's already been even, pretty even, and Mm. now it's starting to slowly lean toward more Taiwanese people. We still have many foreigners, but because our events get so big sometimes, I would say there are more Taiwanese people now than foreigners, but definitely still around half-half.
0: Do you hold an event once a month? or
1: We hold many events once a month. Originally, our intent was to hold one event once a month, and then they became more popular. And so I decided, hey, okay, let's do two events a month, and then three events a month, and now it's five events a month. We have events at the local every fourth Thursday, and then we have events at Central Park Cafe, which is a cool Friends-themed cafe, also every four Thursdays. So it just cycles every four Thursdays. I usually do board games at the bar at the beginning of every month. And at the end of a month, I usually do a paid event where it's like a beer tasting, a wine tasting, a Christmas dinner, a Chinese New Year event, stuff like that. And...
0: What was my question? So it's only in Taipei currently. Are are there any thoughts about expanding to even like maybe Chaoyuan or maybe even further down south?
1: There are thoughts of expanding there. The only issue is right now I use my personal board games. I have a collection of over 100 board games. My goodness. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome, man. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, for me to be able to reach the destination conveniently is a big deal. So potentially there, there's a possibility, you know, with the high-speed rail. So I could do, you know, Shinju board games. I could do uh, Taichung board games. I could even do Kaohsiung board games if there is a demand. So I guess what I'm saying is if there eventually becomes a demand, I would I would definitely, or I would find someone to help me host there down south. Yeah,
0: or yeah. at least with the logistics. Exactly. Uh, how many people will work at Top Shelf Games?
1: Right now, currently, full-time is just me. So I do all the planning, I do all the design, except for the art, of course. I do all the negotiation, I do all of the board game purchases, I do all of that, all the logistical stuff. And then we have a full-time photographer that helps us take photos case by case. And then um, we have two graphic designers that are also case by case. So full-time, actually, it's only me.
0: Okay, and you said in the beginning of the interview that the board game that you're designing Mm. is almost done. Right. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Sure. I originally designed it with the intent of teaching people something, not being educational per se, but showing people something that they usually don't think about. And one of the topics I was interested in was how African animals are a a lot of times endangered, how people poach them. Actually, a couple of years ago, there was an American dentist, I believe, who... Went to Africa to... Shot a lion. seize the lion, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to show people, you know, some of these animals are endangered. And while, you know, it's okay that some of the older ones die off to make room for the newer ones, you know... That's natural. Yeah, nat- natural selection. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes not okay to just go and poach whatever you want. And so I made a game to show you how how some of this stuff works. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of, through the game get a feeling of, oh, wow, I just lost that animal right there. And so, like, you you know, it's in a fun way where you have points Mm -hmm. and stuff, but you kind of get the feeling of, oh, yeah, that it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. What's the
0: process like of designing a game?
1: The process is interesting. First, you come (laughs) up with the idea, and then that's that's actually not the hardest part. The idea is interesting because you're passionate about it, and you're like, oh, I really want to make a game about this.
0: I would think the hardest part is just, figuring out like i guess the the
1: rules of the game. Exactly. Turning the idea into mechanics that are actually playable, fun, and well-tested. That's that's the tough part. Mm-hmm. So, you take the idea and you say how can i actually play this game? And so basically what i do is i think about all the mechanics that exist now. What would fit this theme best? And then i start taking, you know, all the tools i have in my workshop, like, you know, any sort of like crates or, or paper, and I start cutting it out, I start designing it, and I start laying it out and thinking, okay, if I do it this way, is it going to work? Is this going to be awkward? Are people going to enjoy looking at this? Is it too fiddly, too many pieces, etc.
0: I see. Okay. Yeah. And then um, how many, I guess, iterations or drafts have you gone through of your game?
1: Ooh. Um, well, basically, there have been three. Okay. There have been three. So the, the- That's much less than I
0: expected, actually.
1: Yeah, because I test it thoroughly before I change it. I see. Because so when I change it, it's, it's changed like, it's a full change. Like it's revamped. Exactly. So the full the first one was, you know, not not so great, lots of fiddliness, lots of awkward pieces, the boards were too big. The second one was downsized a little bit, um, but still had a lot of issues with the rules. And the third one, after a lot of testing and some mathematical analysis, we like the the amount of cards that go in the deck, all of that had to be tested and then we just that, that was the current version. Okay. You know.
0: So what um what would you say constitutes a good board game? Do you look at how the, the flow of the gameplay or like how easy it is to play or you know if the rules make sense?
1: I wouldn't say that the ease would make it a good board game or not because it depends really on the player. Some players like the more complicated in like deep board games and some people like the easy fun interactive board games. I would say that a good board game forces you to interact with your opponents. And not necessarily opponents. I say opponents, but I mean players, Mm. other players, because there are many cooperative games. So I would say a good board game will let you interact with your fellow players. I would say a good board game is easy to learn, hard to master, Mm. lots of replayability. And I would say a good board game leaves you learning something, like provides you with something that you can take away with that.
0: Excellent. So what's your favorite board game to play?
1: Ooh, my favorite board game... Currently
0: or all-time?
1: I actually like... Hmm.
0: You have over a hundred to choose from.
1: Exactly. Ah, my favorite board game right now is Evolution, which is kind of along the lines of my own board game. So basically in Evolution what you do is you have your own species and you get species evolution traits. And you could use those traits to either evolve the body size or the population of these species, or you can use those traits to give the species that specific trait. And I love this game because it it shows you in in an easy way how species evolve and how competition in in wildlife works. And so it's it shows you how kind of nature works on a much shorter timeline basically like a much faster timeline
0: okay and it fits all of the parameters that you just said a good board game should have
1: exactly easy to learn hard to master and it leaves you learning like oh wow so if i have a long neck i can reach this food first before you etc so okay. it just, it's, it's a great game in my
0: yeah. opinion yeah. Uh, how, what's what are the local board games like here in taiwan
1: the local board games tend to focus on hidden roles and by hidden role, I mean you get a specific card with a role on it where you are X person, you are Y person, and this is your ability or power. And everyone has a specific card, specific ability that they can do, and no one else knows what they are. And so there's a lot of discussion involved, a lot of talking involved, and a lot of trying to figure out who each other is. And so it's a lot of deduction. So a lot of local players like deduction games like feng shen, and Avalon and Bang the Dice game.
0: And uh, are you exporting Taiwanese games to the rest of the world?
1: No, we are not. We are currently a design team. So we do the design aspect. We are in talks with other companies to help us export our own game to the States and to Europe. But we currently, we prefer to do the design and hosting aspect of, of board games because that's where my passion really lies. I'm not a salesman.
0: Okay. Yeah. So there are a lot of board game parlors here in Taiwan. How are you different from those?
1: Uh, Actually, I think we're very different from those. While I love board game parlors, the ambiance is totally different. So, for example, if you were to go to a board game cafe or parlor, you would go with a couple of friends, you would sit at a table, and you would play together. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. But at our events, it's totally different. You come alone. And you play with new people. You meet new people. I, I'm i the host, so I push you to sit down and meet this person and kind of like make a new friend. So it's more about social networking, uh, meeting new people, enjoying the company of new people, and kind of expanding your friendship circle, whereas a board game cafe is going with a couple of your own friends and just sitting there and enjoying time together, yeah,
0: so the board game cafe is more just... Getting access to board games. Exactly. Whereas your event is getting access to people and board games. Exactly.
1: A lot more, in my opinion. While I love both, I think what we do is a lot different than what they do.
0: So you lived here for six years. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your impression of the board game community? Like, has it grown? Has it just always been there and it's been the same? Like
1: I think, in my opinion, it's grown. For example, I mean, as you can see with our events, in the beginning, it was just my close friends. Mm-hmm. And we would play in my basement. And then we thought, hey, why don't we combine this with drinking at a bar? And so we moved it to a bar. And then new people start coming in, or people just that frequent the bar. They see us and they're like, Oh, cool. You guys want to stay for board games? And they're like, Yeah, hell yeah, let's do that. And so our events have grown, and so I can see that personally, how you know it's grown from maybe ten people to our last barbecue, rooftop barbecue was over hundred people. Wow. And, of course, not everyone is there to play, and not everyone wants to play all day. Everyone's intent when they come to our event is different. Some people come to just watch. Some people like to watch. Some people like to play one or two games, have a bite, and then relax and talk. Some people like to play for eight hours straight. So, really, Mm -hmm. our events are really flexible. It's free. You can come do what you want, play what, what you want, and if you need any help, you just come talk to me. I help organize you, I help find you someone to play with, a game to play, I teach the games, so I take care of all of that stuff. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool.
0: So um what's in the future for Top Shelf Games uh, other than publishing your your game?
1: I think well, in the future we definitely want to publish as many interesting games as possible and we want to take our time with them. So we usually spend about I would say it takes about a year to two to publish a a, a game that you're that you think is ready. Uh, because there's a lot of testing involved. Also, I want to open up um, a Top Shelf Games workshop, like a kind of like a community, like a brain community where you can come and you can use the room to – you can use a, one of our games to kind of do your own little event. You can attend a Top Shelf Games event. You can just come and play casually with friends. You can have a corporate event there, et cetera. So that's in the future of time. So Show. kind of you want your own space. Exactly. Okay. Creative space, yeah.
0: Okay. And uh, is there anything that you want to talk about that I haven't uh, brought up?
1: Basically, I want, to, I want to change people's perceptions of gaming because a lot of people think that gaming is nerdy and they're not willing to try it. But what I find is that a lot of people, after they've tried a board game, they start loving it and they get hooked, and they want to play more. And so I think I want to break that kind of barrier of entry where you think, oh, board games, that's kind of nerdy. Let's go party. And I want to provide something for people to do that's social and has an impact on their lives, aside from going to a club or bar and getting drunk. And, you know, you can have a drink at our events, but our events, they're not like that. So when you when you come to our events, you you kind of have a feel of like, oh, okay, interesting. This is a very personal warm feeling it's almost like having a holiday with friends like getting together with friends and having a few drinks you're not going there with the intent of like picking someone up where I, sometimes that happens of course you meet people but you're not going there with that intent specifically you're going mm-hmm. there for a relaxed time to meet new friends have a good time it's
0: getting together having adult time with some board games
1: and actually i also want to another thing i want to do is i want to break down that kind of awkwardness and barrier between foreigners and and locals, whereas some locals will think, oh, my God, foreigners, they just want to go to a bar, get drunk, and, and like, you know, hook up or something. And foreigners think, well, I can't really speak Chinese, and locals don't really like to do the things that I do, so, you know, it's better that I just stay in my local community. So I feel like a lot of locals, when they come here, they, like, when their friends move back, they get a little lonely. And I, I experienced that myself at some point. So I think it's really important to make local friends and for locals to understand foreigners a little bit more, expats a little bit more. And so I also want to break down that kind of cultural barrier. And I think board games is perfect to do that because people are relaxed. It's, you don't have to drink so much. You can kind of have quality time with people who you're playing with. Yeah, it gives you something to interact over. Exactly. Yeah. exactly.
0: Very cool, man. Um, thanks for coming in, Todd. Yeah. Thank you very much. It's Thank has been you for a great conversation. Me.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: your aspirations from todd who took a hobby or more accurately an obsession if you have like 100 board games you're really going hard who took an obsession and carved out a space for enthusiasts and the mildly curious to come together to have fun i hope learning about top shelf games gives you another option for things to do on the weekends and if you're outside the taipei area look them up and let them know that you're interested in welcoming todd and his 100 board games to your area thanks for listening to taiwan talk i'm your host alex lewis